0: I'm gonna throw a kick into almost everything all right and that's why I was so heavy in the jackknife yeah that's why I was so heavy in the cheat 7 1080 10, yeah. yeah all of it was because I just wanted to like at the end of the, the, the trick of the move or even the beginning or the middle like hit somebody or-
1: what's up guys today's guest is a former sport karate world champion turned professional stuntman please welcome to the JamCast, mark canonizato Thank you. Thank you. All, All right, best. bro. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks bro, for having me on, man. Thank you for coming on, and we, we have oh, yeah, to attack it right away. <laughs> How do we say your last name? I feel like it's been one of the most mispronounced names <laughs> in tricking history. I don't think anybody will argue that, for sure. Uh, it's Canonizato. I
0: feel like everyone in the world says Canonizato. Canonizato. <laughs> and they've been screaming it. Yeah. Every every grand I've gotten, every announcement to ever have me come on stage, it's been... <laughs> <Forever>. <laughs> I guess it's just that like, I guess it rolls off the, the tongue yeah. more or the tone. I more probably commonly. said it like that for years too, bro. Hey, I mean, yeah. honestly it was always been a talking point. So in a weird way, I kind of embraced that. Okay. And I let it kind of just, you have a conversation it started for everything,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what you you were kind of telling me off screen, like what is the background of its origins?
0: Uh like, well, I'm Filipino, yeah. so a lot of our last names are Spanish, or from Spaniards. Yeah, so course. like we have a lot of Castro is yes. my mom's maiden name, okay. La Cruz, uh, you know, Canonizado. and then in Spain, like when I go to Guatemala or I go, I've been to Central American countries to do seminars and whatnot, they would do like. And I'm like, man, that's <laughs> that's probably the, way the real it. way to say it. <laughs> yes. So it kind of stuck with me. And yeah, ever since then, man, it, uh, the name kind of just, like I said, it's always been a funny, even when I was in school. They would go down the roll call when my name comes up, when they would just say my name. I don't care if there was another
1: mark in the room or not. I immediately knew it was me. You just knew it's me. me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. i like, don't even try. That's so funny, yeah. man. And so, like, it's crazy. We've been trying to make this happen for a long time, yeah, but we've man. just always been in different cities because of work. For sure. Um, and this worked out because, you know, as people can tell, we're in the new jam Atlanta, but you, yeah, you call Atlanta home now? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here now full
0: time. I've been here for probably about six years now, almost wow. a little more than that now. Crazy. And uh, I've had my son here. So Atlanta really kind of drew that side of my life for the industry as well. Here more so. L.A. was great. But, uh, you know, at the time for myself, it just wasn't when I had my son, it just was difficult. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then uh, the industry started here. I was close to my side of, the, of my origin city, Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Orlando. Super close. Um. But yeah, I was super close to there and now it was like, all right, now I get to still do the same line of work, have a lower (laughs) sense of, you know, overhead. (laughs) Lower cost of living. Yeah, right? And then uh, then I'm closer to my family because when I was living on the West Coast, my family couldn't really see him as often as they'd like to. It's quite a trip, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And at the time he was young. So now that he's kind of getting to grow up, he sees Florida. He loves Florida now too. He's kind of become like a Florida boy like me. Um, but yeah, man, I mean Atlanta's home. It's been good. I can't complain about Atlanta. The people here are good. Uh, everybody's working and you know, they're, it's like a young
1: LA vibe to be quite honest with you. Yeah. It's kind of like still emerging in a lot of ways, right. even though there is a lot of people like we had a stunt audition recently and yeah, yeah. I was shocked at how many people came out and had like a baseline level of skills. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like sure. I'd say like 10, you know, I was here on fast seven, maybe six, seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When just, they were at like OFS yeah, and stuff. We had OFS. Yeah, there yeah. just wasn't a lot of people. There were some people from LA that had moved right. here. Um, And so now it's like pretty crazy. It's like, yeah,
0: you're right. Honestly, at that time, it kind of felt like it was the industry was here, but a majority of the people were still kind of being from L.A., I guess, and brought over to work. Totally. Uh, Because I guess, you know, whatever, there was a smaller group of locals. And now, I mean, it's almost feels like it's it's kind of the opposite to me. It honestly feels like a lot of the guys are flying in from L.A., but there's a decent pool of people here now that you could just stay local and pick, and and there's a lot of talented, hardworking, upcoming people out here that uh, I'm excited to see what, what else these people put out, yeah, pump out, man. man. It's good to be amongst that young energy too, bro. Yeah, so it yeah. keeps me on my toes. I'm always still trying to fight with these guys and train with them. <laughs>
1: That's you know? one thing that people probably don't realize is like the age that you are comparative <laughs> to some of these guys, bro. It's <laughs> true. It's a curse, dog. It's, <laughs> you know, in this
0: industry, it's it's funny. It's It can work for you, but it can also, like I'll never get hired for a henchman yeah, uh, amongst like other guys like, uh, what's his name? Uh, um some of the taller guys in L.A. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, those guys get hired for With that facial look. hair. Right, yeah. you know, full-on beard, swole as hell. <laughs> exactly. and, you know, you got me, and it looks yeah. like their little nephew. Exactly. So it, it I definitely uh, have that youthful look, but then one day, I'm sure, like, all us Asians, I'll just wake up and have full-on Fu Man That's shoot. what happens. <laughs> yeah, we
1: go from, like, zero to, like, 65. Right, like, right. It's right. crazy. Bro. Yeah,
0: man. But it's been good. I can't complain, man. I, You know, again, the facility, we're happy it's here, man, because, quite yeah, honestly, we needed a facility here that... Could facilitate everybody's training necessities yeah. in one location and that's what i think is really going to help skyrocket that skill set for a lot of people here and on top of that like it did in, in la yeah, yeah it's gonna bring a mecca of just bringing all sorts of movement together that's what we hope bro yeah, yeah man i mean really and that's so. it's down to the core value what you guys stand for so having this here it's 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 a pretty big thing and we congratulate you man and Thank thanks you, for bro. bringing it here and. We're super excited now that we finally have something out here that we can really, like, go and roll
1: with and create some magic, man. Yeah, we're nervous. Like, we're nervous in the sense that, like, we're, like, we know a community exists tricking-wise as well as stunt-wise, but it's just obviously so foreign to us because, you know, all of us, the majority of us still live in L.A., and we're, like – Let's take a chance. Uh, let's try to help build up a community out there. Worst case scenario, it was a good learning experience. And at yeah. least we like tried to do our part. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh um, yeah,
0: you guys have done more than oh, that yeah. for sure. You guys have been a, a vessel for this industry,
1: man. I don't know. We thank you again, brother. Crazy, for man. For sure, man so crazy to think about, man. And, and more than anything, like, I think what's also super crazy to me is, like, sitting at the audition yesterday, uh, watching Kyle McLean as, like, an assistant stunt coordinator right. Bro. And, and one of the kids at audition, he was, like, uh, he's a younger kid that does Cirque. Okay. And he sent me a message. and was, like, dude, it's really inspiring, like, being a tricker yeah, and seeing people like Kyle as an assistant now. Hell, yeah. Um, and what's crazy is, like, you're one of that generation of, like, some of the first trickers to break into this entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. but not only that, you were one of the first trickers to break into like the tricking scene back in the day Doug. That's right, baby. like I'm old We can't, <laughs> yeah, we, can't yeah, old. we can't like <laughs> oh, gee, we can't talk about like tricking origin without bringing you up. And so yeah. I guess let's go back even before then though, like how sure. did your martial arts journey start? Like how yeah. old were you and, and what was your introduction?
0: It's funny, man. I, I kind of started martial arts almost six years old, so, like five and a half. And all I could really remember, and I'm quite honestly, I don't remember a lot from my childhood as far as like seven, eight, younger. Yeah. But I do remember anything related to martial arts. Was it by choice that you started martial arts or? It, oddly, like, I think yes, luckily. Like, you know, Asian parents, right? Yeah, I was going to say. And my dad's a, he was at the time a martial arts practitioner. He'd yeah. be training at the house, kind of like what I, guess, what I do with my son. You yeah. know, he's chilling in the living room and I'm in the garage, hitting the bag, training my kicks and stuff like that. And he would do the same. And I guess subconsciously, I thought that was a, you know, quote unquote regular thing. But then a part of that was kind of like, Oh, that's kind of dope. Like that's totally. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And eventually he was like, you know what? You're getting old enough and you're, you know, you're doing this. And he would teach me some things at home and he's all right. Since I'm busy at work though. Now trying to, cause he's first generation American, you know, these, our family had to kind of grind, it put out. in that grind, you know? Grind so out, yeah. he's like, all right, well to supplement the time that I can't be with you, I'll put you in more shorts. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. And okay. at first I like, I was like, Oh, cool. All right. I don't know. I honestly don't recall really like having that spark at first. Yeah. Uh, I guess the way most people would. And then the more I got into it from that first class on, like that intro class, you know, you just kind of go through the works, how they do everything, they teach you how to bow and all the good stuff. And from that point on, I was hooked, man. No way. I was hooked. And yeah, from that point on, just started doing martial arts. My goal was to get to black belt. Yes. Went through the whole journey just like I'm sure you did with your martial arts and anybody else. And once you got to that black belt, it's like, all right, well, what's next? Like, you know, it, it, it was great for what it was. And then you reached that certain level. And we all started fairly young. So in reality, yeah. that's a pretty years. young age. Though. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and we accomplished so much within that age range. And it's like, all right, well, what's next? And at the time, tricking wasn't really, they were two very separate things. 100%. There wasn't like martial arts and tricking. Like it was, you either did gymnastics or Acrobatics, yeah, yeah, or he did martial arts, and I kind of was like, all right, well, I've always been a fan of all of it. I don't know why, it just you know, it's some why in my mind, it just didn't understand why it wasn't around. And then I went to the U.S. Open that used to be that's still in Orlando, Florida. Of course, my dad through the martial arts schools that he also kind of kind of knew. He's like the uh, the the soccer dad, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he yeah. he was full on committed to trying to figure out what I was going to be able to do with martial arts. And, uh, yeah, he just kind of went around, heard about the U.S. Open. He brought me down, heard the, the night of champions, and that was like Mike Chad, John Valera, yeah. David Douglas, Butch, Marks, uh, Jeffy Kajiri, all the OGs of, like, even me yeah. and all of us now. And you've, it, these guys were doing stuff that kind of really, like, I was like, oh, shit, so you can do tricking of some sort, or like movement of some sort that's not solely just Kindness middle block. Stuff. Yeah, 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 you know, totally. like, you know, certain self-defense stuff. I, it blew my mind. I had no idea that that stuff it could be involved in what I did and existed. Okay. and from that point on, I was hooked too. And that's why I always pay respects to those yeah, OGs bro. that pay, really paved the way for real for all of us. They're the ones who really stemmed it. Because even in back when you think about it, when they were doing it, they even did it in film or like had some yeah, yeah. sense and you know of influence in in the film and what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Even back then. So now, thankfully, through social media and the way we uh, use ourselves to market we have a, a much more direct line of oh yeah of getting to that point. Those guys kind of had to really have to work and show something and had catch the right eye and be in the right place and work their asses off just to get kind of noticed. noticed. Yeah, 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 you know, so yeah. that was kind of the start for me when I noticed like, man, you can do stuff. So I was like, all right, first thing, I want to do a backflip. Like I've never done a backflip to say in my life, but it's always cool. That was my first trick, and I guess once I kind of like Went from backflip and all that. I was like, all right, I, I get the up and down. Now I want to incorporate what I know into this style stuff. So yeah. I saw people still throw flash kicks.
1: Yes, yeah. I was like,
0: that's the-. and then all seeing all those little uh, variations of what martial arts did to acrobatics and I guess and flips. Yeah, yeah, really like bloomed in my brain is like, oh man. I'm gonna throw a kick into almost everything, or and that's why I was so heavy in the jackknife. Yes. That's why I was so heavy in the cheat seven, 1080. That ten, eighty. Yeah. yeah, all of it was because I just wanted to like at the end of the, the, the trick of the move, or even the beginning of the middle, like hit somebody or hit something. Uh, different uh, mindset.
1: Yeah, exactly, brother, for sure. Now, yeah.
0: And I, you know, I start to see a lot of that now. And I'm not opposed to any. I don't try to fight the current, but it's just so crazy to see what uh, I guess our generation had the root of a motive in going into creative process of tricking yeah. and what people kind of think of the many best like routes they could people think of now yeah. in style. And I love it because, you know, it's like b-boying. B-boying those guys, that, that's the same platform they're on. Those guys are so diverse in the way they're creative that that's, I hope tricking's like that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's crazy to see that our generation really had a lot of different approaches to martial arts being incorporated to tricking. But now we're seeing such an evolution of like, even the martial arts side of it now yeah, into yeah. tricking cuz quite honestly like we see the crazy stuff kids are doing like jump hooks into weird swing back tucks yeah, out yeah. of freaking yeah. some setup so it's it's nuts to see the next level of where it is now cuz quite honestly I never even thought
1: yeah right that now, was possible they're doing like video game type moves now exactly but, but what I think is is unique is that like the time that you were a part of it it was almost like you had to almost be in the nasca or martial right. arts sport karate scene to be exposed yes. to tricking Whereas now, like you said, like social media allows some kids tricking is their first sport now, right? Like they didn't even do a martial art beforehand. Whereas Almost before beforehand, it was right. like, you had to at least know how to do a hook kick to do right. a cheat 720 kick. Yeah, man. Like you had to know tornado to, to try to find it, 40, you know, to know it even existed Yeah, exactly.
0: in a way. And, and that's, I guess the part that was crazy to me is, is seeing that it was really a small bubble back then. And oh, if yeah. you could do it, it was like, man, that's, that's crazy. And now, it, you know, it's the same effect, but it's just the bubble is not as small anymore. Yeah. It's definitely, and obviously through the mainstream stuff that we do in our line of work, uh, all of the, the social media platforms now, it's uh, being direct, it's being marketed yeah. and put out Very there way crazy. better. And, and it's great. I love seeing it. And I'm, I do hope someday we see it in the Olympic standards. It would be crazy. You know, like yeah. it would be crazy because honestly, with the stuff people are throwing now, I would watch that. Yeah, I would too. Know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's good. I... I even remember the first time I saw Kim Doe throw a sideswipe. I was literally there at US Open, and my dad has the footage still on, like, the VHS of him recording. And I remember when he threw it, some people got excited, but some people didn't even know how to react.
1: Yeah, so they didn't know what it was. Yeah,
0: Yeah. there was, like, no, like, crazy (laughs) clap or, like, oh, like we do now. (laughs) Yeah, It was almost, it just blew people's minds in a weird way. It just didn't probably even make sense. Yeah. And then select few that were like I probably like Butch or David Douglas at the time or even Anthony Atkins. Yeah, yeah. Those guys were probably like, Oh something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So it I, I do miss those eras, but it's crazy now to see dynamic everything has
1: changed changed so much yeah how old were you when you first started competing and when you first started competing was it traditional forms or did you always delve into like creative and open
0: honestly uh yeah when i when my dad my dad's hardcore he's definitely one of those like we know yeah and he uh he was always like all right you're gonna do forms you'll do traditional you'll do weapons but i want you to do sparring Sparring too too, yeah Yeah, he's like i don't want you to be (laughs) just uh, a show guy just a forms guy yeah man so honestly at the time I'll be honest, I, didn't, I wasn't really a fan of it. Like I, I, was, I was good at it. I was good at it, but I just didn't... I guess I, my mindset and my skill set, I felt personally was more so in that creative artistic flips and showmanship yeah. as opposed to the, the literal application yeah, yeah. of martial arts. Totally. Um, and I guess, although I was good at it, I, you know, I listened, I stayed in it. And to be quite honest with you, if he didn't push me to stay in that style of, or that essence of martial arts... I don't think I would know what I know now or it would honestly even give me the certain approach to how I tricked okay you know because then again we thought of it I thought of it as kicking as a usage or something within my acrobatics of usage to attack and I think if he didn't give me that fighter's perspective and I stick with point sparring and all that I don't think I would have had that same mindset so I did sparring for pretty much I competed all the way up from I started at seven And went through all the way up to, shoot, I mean, you know, my NASCA days, but uh, to be honest with you, what really got me into all the sports stuff was seeing Paul Mitchell, was seeing John Valero, was seeing my chat, was seeing the flashiness, and that's, sparring to me was kind of like, all right, if I gotta do this to be around this, I'll do it, it's fine.
1: I mean, dude, I got to ask you then since we're on the topic of sparring. Yeah, yeah. B twist around in a fight. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> there was an old video of you landing B twist around in a fight. That's right. Was that man. prepped? Were you thinking you were going to, like, what made you try it at that specific moment?
0: Uh, honestly, like, it was in that moment. Like, me and my dad had played around with stuff like that all the time. Okay. He actually, he, again, he was one of those guys that was like, you're not going to be, the, even when you trick, I want you to be able to apply this for real. Yeah, like, if yeah, you really yeah. had to, if you could. And we would drill stuff like that. We would bounce around the garage. He would give me like this tiny teardrop pad and he would hold it up on us and that would be my signal t- for an opening to throw. And he taught me even with my B-twist to minimize the dip that setup. sometimes people yeah. do, the setup. He would teach me to go almost kind of like a somewhat of, of a angled backside nine yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we would practice it for fun and just never really had a time to use it. And it was my last fight. At Diamond Nationals as a as technically a youth. Okay. My next year, I was going to move up to as an adult. Okay. And it was for the second place because Robbie and all the other guys had already fought for first, and they won. And me and this other guy, we were trying to work our way up into the bracket. Okay, It was my last fight. After this, I would have basically got second place. So I saw an opening. I was like, you know what, man? I'll, this is my last like fight as a youth. Why not it's try true. it? Yeah. yeah. I saw an opening, I baited him in, and he I saw it open up and it was too perfect, and I had to go for it. So I went for it right away. And as I came through, I spotted well and I just saw his head. And I just <laughs> I kicked out around and <laughs> it it hit the money. And I, you know, I didn't land it technically only on my feet. So that much of it I, you know, I wasn't too happy with, but to be honest with you, the lead judge, George Chung, he gave me gave the two points, yeah. bro,
1: and I ended up winning the match. Dude, so crazy. Yeah, it was bro. funny,
0: and my dad went crazy because He's he's in the corner behind me going do it do it we've been doing this like for so long just try it
1: do it no way and I was,
0: you know I was hesitant at first but sure enough man dude it landed in the right time and yeah I mean and since then I still fought as an adult yeah, I fought yeah. from team sparring for straight up and even did some stuff for all stars when they were fighting overseas yeah so I, I liked to fight locally but also fought internationally because when i was doing seminars in guatemala and venezuela mexico city those guys are stellar
1: bro at point sparring very very good you know at so sparring. america me, pretty much owned the forums for a time.
0: right yeah. right so for me exactly when i came over i didn't want their image of me to just be the the flipsy guy yeah, yeah. The, the acrobatic uh guy that doesn't practically use it in anything i wanted to earn their respects in the ring too yes and thankfully through like i said that going through that fighter mentality i was able to stick that route long enough in the right time i mean i pretty much did it till i got up to about 26 25 because then i really started you know at some point you start making your money in what much what route more so yeah and for me obviously it was the form side of it i could do the fighting side but there were so many great fighting guys at that time too it's like you know, I could dabble in this and earn their respects as well, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are, you know, they're working their ass off in their own right too to try and make the the grands for their income in that weekend as well. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it was it was definitely a fun thing to do. I think it's really directly applies to what I do now, um, and I do miss the competitive world. I just wish that uh, it would have a lot of variety in, I guess, their divisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think what they had going on and what's in place uh works for when we were growing up. And I think there's such a dynamic growth in martial arts alone. Uh and even in tricking alone that I think the platforms they have in place for divisions now is too too general, too marginalized. It's, it's uh, just it doesn't work. Yeah, you know? yeah. I feel you. I think they should come up with something a little more new and dynamic to accommodate for some of these newer backyard trickers or yeah. backyard martial artists who like we said, you know, we had to know someone to know someone to learn this stuff, and now the internet's offering so many uh, skill sets for all these guys. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I I hope someday they find a platform to really. I mean, it's like you with your your jam, your uh, your uh, competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and your your hold your tricking competitions. Yeah. That's that's definitely a great route to at least reach out to the groups and try to bring different groups together. Totally. Parkour guys, B-boys, like you had trickers versus B-boys, B-boys one time. That's like, crazy. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's all good in love because it, it just opens the doors to those possibilities, man. And I think that's where they're, they've kind of let it go a little bit. They yeah, kind of got stuck in that old machine and it's time to really kind of break that down and start really thinking about what we could do new now.
1: I mean, talking about old machine, you were in some of the first early competitions where they weren't even called tricking exhibitions yet. They were called extreme kicks contests. Yes, I remember all the way back yeah, to the Charlie Lee Nationals. That's, yeah, dude, and that was the one, you
0: know. pretty much the one the a one. year. Yeah, the one a year. To, so you to had to show on. out yeah. that year if you really, and you only had, I think. Well, oh God, it's so long. But I think you only had like three, four passes. I think so to make a to make a note. So you could either do a power move, or it could be a crazy pass, or some you like some bomb of a yeah, trick. Yeah, and yeah, man, and even before then, it was really like. Just a training session. You kind of just yeah. showed up, trained like with, with everyone, yeah, right on the side of the
1: rings and stuff. Yeah, like man.
0: But it's true. There was there was one tournament a year that everybody kind of came together and just and that's why it was crazy too because you really found out what everybody's been working on in yes. one blow. There was yeah. no watching them train. It was it was almost like you were seeing what everybody else is seeing for the first time. Totally. And I kind of miss those days too, man. They just the, the the idea of not knowing what this person is training or kind of doing and to be honest with you that's probably why I'm a lot I'm I'm pretty quiet myself when it comes to (laughs) social media and training I'm pretty much a lone wolf but I feel like it's because it's kind of rooted in when I grew up in tricking and that's why like guys like Hans Hans he impressed me because he sought me out when no one was watching me train tricking because I'll be honest I was starting to get really good And I would watch on Billy Bylang's website everybody that was doing stuff. And if you obviously had your sampler on there, you were you were worth something in the tricking community. Totally. And I was watching what some of those guys were throwing, and I'm like, "All right, I got to cook something up." And this is in Florida at the time, like on that coast, there really weren't many. It was like me and Danny Graham.
1: That's it. Me and
0: Danny Graham at the time growing up that kind of really started the whole tricking scene down there, and. We honestly had no idea what to even do and start, but we only respectfully started our own uh, like styles. Yeah, yeah. You know, and honestly, through that, it just grabbed the attention of Billy. And now seeing Billy and all those guys, if you were able to put a video up on there, and yeah. he thankfully brought me up to do his jackknife tutorial. Yep. And to this day, thankfully, because of Billy, which I appreciate him all, days, all the ways, he... Uh, People still talk about that. Yeah, That's yeah. That's 100%, to me. bro. It's so funny because in my yeah. mindset, like, I literally got off. I remember that tutorial. Doing a, a, a competition. Like, yeah. I literally just did a form, got off, took off my uniform top, put my team shirt on, and he came up to me, and he was like, hey, do you mind doing a quick tutorial for me? And I was like, honestly, heck yeah, man. You're Billy Byleg." Yeah. And he's like, just don't have to be crazy, just real quick. And he pulls me into that tiny little uh, hotel. It's like a hallway or yeah, something. Like yeah, like weird yeah. hallway, chair room. And we did a tutorial, and he's like, honestly, bro, thank you so much. And he was super sweet. And then from then on, I'd never, I never—I had no idea that that tutorial was going to help that many people yeah. kind of figure out the jackknife. Because quite honestly, I felt like me figuring it out with my dad alone, like that was a challenge all on its own. Totally. So it was it was inspiring to see once tricking started getting on a website like that and really starting to bloom, it was like, man, now we could really... Put out some stuff and be competitive with this stuff yeah, and see yeah. where we stand everywhere in the world.
1: What so. what what is your secret to Jackknife? I, I, I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you said like don't go too crazy on the first kick or something. Yes. Right. Yes.
0: And I, you know, and I and through that, through my obviously evolution of doing it for so many years, which is crazy to think, you know, yeah. it's sometimes kids come up to me and they ask about jackknife. I'm like, man, I've been doing jackknife for like twice your Decades. time of being Decades. alive. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of hits me really hard now. But <laughs> honestly, it is the truth. I think when you train, you should focus less on that lead kick at first because timing is key. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? And I think a lot of tricking is like that. Regardless of power, yada, I think timing is essential in a lot of what tricking is. So for me, a move like jackknife, although it flows, it's easy to fight the current. I think people in tricking tend to fight the current yes. of like the timing of it all flowing. You know, So for me... I always think of jackknife. It should be no different than a chamber for a cheat seven. Yes. And as you work your way of gaining that chamber into a kick, you gradually extend, you start get used to this timing. And then when you figure out the timing, then you can go full blast. Yeah. Because now you know that window of opportunity to really excel. And then you can really comfortably now with that generated force, hook kick like... A head off of somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know. So for me, I always, I, I, I always have videos too of just uh, random uh, cheat seven videos. And when I do it, it honestly doesn't come high off the ground. A lot of it is literally just a single rotation into a hook. So for me, I don't even really have to focus on a lot of the first kick. A lot of the time, for me, it's just focusing on a lot of that first hip rotation into it
1: the chamber for the it. chamber then into uh, it that
0: leads okay. into the flow of everything else yeah so once that's right then you could do whatever you want you could side you could jackknife it you yeah, could yeah. i'm sorry you could sideswipe it you could do anything
1: you want to it well i think one thing that stood out to me which was crazy when i finally met you was for some reason on video and in camera you looked like super tall I don't, know, I don't know if people have told you this because i was
0: probably skinny i, dude. I, I was yeah. lanky bro because how tall are you in real life
1: in real life i'm only 5 8 yeah which is crazy because yeah. in these videos you almost look like you have these anise type legs <laughs> where like i just remember always seeing your kicks especially when you do like sidekick pop sidekick yeah yeah, like, yeah. For, for some sure. reason it just read like you were super tall and then when i met you in person i was like oh shit is really like our height, <laughs> yeah. but like for some reason in these videos, you just read tall. I guess, though, also like not to be rude, but like some of those extreme kick contests, you're going against like Tarada for sure, Will Valentine. No, true, absolutely will, will, will a little bit stockier, and a little right. bit shorter. So and it's funny because
0: in reality, yeah, and I, aside from like uh Kim Doe, yeah. Anise, and all those guys, like there's not really that many tall trickers. How tall was Kelman? Kalman was about my height. I'd okay. say he's about he five. Looked, he five looked, five looked taller, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so it was true. At that time, there was definitely not a, a big group of taller trickers at yeah. the time. So it's easy to like have that perception, I guess. But yeah, That's I mean, a true. lot of it, too, was my lankiness, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had, it definitely was more all-leg. Yeah, and All in your leg. white
1: pants, especially exactly, bro. Am <laughs> you just I, see yeah. these white pants.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. So a lot of that, I mean, as much as I wish I was taller, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that, yeah, it was just a lot of lankiness, man. And I was always a big fan of kicking, so my legs just always in everything I do in jackknife, cork rounds, yeah. hyper hook at one time, yeah, like stuff like that. I loved seeing those kind of lines. Yeah, it was. I thought that was definitely my strong suit. It was more so of an obvious thing for myself. So anything I could do to capitalize on that, like my sidekick on both sides into the gainers, yes. into anything with lines that just made sense to other people, regardless of whatever I was doing, whether in higher difficulty or lower difficulty, it just painted the right picture for these judges. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd, whatever you know, trick and gathering I was at, whatever jam I was at, that's what it did, you know. And I thankfully was in the days of the earlier loop kick days, and they yeah. those guys were throwing bombs too and they all had their unique style lou lose the same way yeah, that yeah, totally. his line of line is that instead of big kicks he's got his box cutter but in reality that guy spins like a top bro. yeah he can he was
1: doing dubs way
0: before you I know that's him. what i'm saying and that's before it was well documented yeah you know he was so. probably doing stuff in small spaces like crazy in combo yeah that people don't even recall yeah yeah you know so it's stuff like that i definitely uh i miss a little bit of the of the tricking side totally. of it for sure uh, but it's been great, man. A lot of that competitive side of it, seeing the tricking go from just tournaments to now everyone's doing it. Like you said earlier, yeah. you know, now it's, you don't need a prior existence in martial arts or totally. anything. As long as you have a cell phone or social media or something to watch this uh, art. Yeah, yeah. You're in. So it's wild, man.
1: So I got to ask you this because for some people I've, I've interviewed on the Jamcast, their first exposure to a niece was that French Open. Yeah. Oh three. Was that the first time you were exposed to him too? Or I believe so. I believe
0: so. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely our first time I quite honestly had heard about him before because it was still the days of bilang, but I had never really seen a video other than maybe his cork, Mm -hmm. you know, but nothing other than that, as far as what else he was doing. Um, but I, even from that cork, I knew, well, like timing, he's figured out whatever that timing is for his movement. Yeah, Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's key. And that's why he was such a king at being able to display so many unique varieties of, Crazy of tricks. Crazy tricks. Because once he figured out that timing, he could do whatever. He had time in the air yeah. to do whatever he wanted
1: to do. He was flying comparative to a lot of guys off of one foot. For sure. And a lot of guys, like, back in the days, I even remember, like, the extreme kick contest. Yeah. A lot of the passes were round-off passes. Right. Right. Hella round off passes right. and hella pop passes. Yep. But then when Denise came on the scene, he started doing a bunch of just like swings and just yep. one leg takeoffs. And Absolutely, it man. It just looked different, you know? For yeah. sure. And
0: that's definitely, when I, when I had me, I've I heard of Denise, I saw him at French Open perform and I was like, wow, he's definitely, because to be honest, at the time, uh, other countries weren't really as uh, excelled in that uh, side of martial arts know. as we were. We were basically the only country. Yeah. You know, we were basically the only country that was doing that style and that level of that martial art. And, you know, these guys pretty much came from just watching us on whatever platform they could at that totally, time, yeah. which wasn't much. Yeah, yeah, And they just went by a self-taught, you know, and I always appreciated a lot of these guys at least being interested in and seeing it as a as a thing and watching him come from that side of it and then decipher how to figure out tricking and watching him perform. I was like, man, this guy clearly, you know, he's figured something out and he's working his ass off to really make a stamp for himself and his country. Cause at the time, again, other than the UK, the UK had Ashley Beck, mm-hmm. had a lot had Chloe Bruce. Chloe Bruce they had yeah, a man. lot of other people that were great in reality in France.
1: There was no one that there I was think nobody of at back the time, yeah. you know?
0: Um, it, and a lot of the times respectfully each country too, they didn't really have that that, that Matt Emig, that Mark Noni yeah. that Cal Mancocha, that Rudy Randon—they didn't have that guy. Yeah, yeah. In essence, in their sport, they're you looking know? for a pioneer. Or right, needed one. You know? Yeah, they yeah. needed one. So it was cool to see him kind of put the, the city on the map. Really, like show out at French Open. I was like, all right, man, he's getting the crowd going. Like this guy's throwing some bombs. He would. I can really respect that. Heck yeah, yeah. because it, honestly, it pushes us. I love that tournament because of the hype. Yes, The hype was so, it was it was different than a gathering too. It was almost like, instead of more like go, 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 it was almost like, oh snap, he put out a good form or he had some bomb combos in that one. Yeah, What are we going to do now? And it was like kind of just trying to display not only your best tricking things, but your martial arts. Totally. For lack of a better word. I mean, one of the most viral videos ever is Steve Trotta's form at right. French Open. Yeah. blew people's minds right yeah, yeah. You, the, just the sheer reaction of everybody in that first that first French Open seeing that on display in the country like it it started something yeah it got a whole there was a French open too French Open too. The cascade team out in France like yeah. those guys like it started a whole thing I mean those guys have been around but it's just like it really brought everybody together in a, way, in a crazy way and that's, that's that's what I really enjoyed about going to that tournament it was, it was your time to show out in front of the whole world, basically, so or, you crazy. know, your entire community. There was probably someone from that country in respect, you know, showing up to at least even record. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's the thing at the yeah. time. like, Oh, you wanted to see what this person was throwing. He's going to be at that tournament. Yes. Yeah, so All right. We got to drive. We gotta three go hours. Watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to yeah. go watch.
1: <laughs> Can't live stream it. Can't yeah. Watch there was IG no live. way if you yeah. weren't
0: there, you weren't there. Yeah. You had to go off of what somebody said.
1: Crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. So, you know, Billy bridged the gap for that helped us really put that, that, Art on the map, tricking on the map, man, and really kind of brought everybody together. And guys like Anise, you know, he's a a product of that too. A lot of us, he influenced through that same website, just like the website marketed him. Just put him on the map and got everybody in the community... To really realize, like, man, all right, we're onto something here. Yes, tricking is pretty awesome. There's something we could really get going with this. It's, it could be up the lines like with parkour, totally, and and um, uh, all the gymnastics stuff, b-boy. Like, it, it could really be in that in the, on that
1: level. Yeah. So, we'll I see, mean, man. I mean, so like, obviously, Anise took the the scene by storm, but. He Still was pretty much just known as a tricker. He never really won a lot of titles, yeah, yeah, uh, in the NASCAR circuit and for doing sure. forms and stuff. But comparatively, uh, you that was like one of the things you were most well known for was obviously competing, making stage for weapons oh, yeah. and for forms. Yep. Um, how did you first get on to like I, was straight up your first team, yeah, man? Okay, straight
0: up was definitely like my first team that really uh, and I love Joe Greenhall. Joe Greenhall, he gave me an opportunity when none of the other
1: guys did. Okay. i was curious about this yeah, yeah man
0: he uh he saw me because at the time I was, i'll was i be honest my first time around in the competition world garbage I was terrible <laughs> you know it's like you look back and you're like man i can't believe i thought that was cool <laughs> <laughs> but honestly he saw below that and or underneath all that and he said you know at least this guy he's training every day yeah he, he talked to my dad he kind of got an idea who i was a little bit yeah he he saw that there was that ethic in me. Yeah. There was even that mindset in me as far as like I wanted to be there. So I may not be there now. It may take me some time. Yeah. But best believe, when I'm not here, I'm I'm working it. I'm training Crazy. it. I'm, I'm on the grind. And then my dad, like people in the circuit, they know I didn't have I worked six days a week, dog, training. Every day, pretty much. Like he converted our whole house to a living room with a, a rug yes. over top of like some cement or no, linoleum uh, floor yeah, or whatever yeah. so we train six days a week the only day off had have a sunday and even then it was like schoolwork and yeah. all that good stuff so with him it was six days a week grind until you are you can stop and then even then to be honest with you by then you have something to live up to and yeah, yeah. you know something to be so yeah man i mean i joe greenhall gave me my he approached my dad he was like hey i'm really interested in your son he's very talented uh and i think he's got potential he's definitely got what it takes to be one of the top guys here and he offered me a, a good deal to be a part of Straight Up, and and he above all was one of those guys. If I was in a rough patch in fighting, you know, some guys cheating a little bit, or maybe hitting a little harder or a little late, and sometimes he's one of the guys that I want in my corner that was almost ready to punch that guy's face in totally. for doing the same thing, totally. yelling at the ref to tell him to do his job, and that's the kind of guy I've I've always been okay with, and. A lot of people think Joe, you know, rubs him the wrong way. So he can be a little, little brash, yeah, little, yeah. little rough. Totally. But when you, when you really know him and you really know what he's about, the people he cares about, how he handles them, he's definitely a guy you want on your side. He's definitely a guy that's going to look after his own. He's a, he's definitely not going to let his team and his people uh, go unnoticed. And he's a hardworking guy himself. So. He definitely gave me my first shot, and that's why I stayed with them for so long. I was going
1: to say, you were on there for a yeah, long time. Yeah, pretty much my whole career. Yeah.
0: Pretty much my whole career. And then really, at the point, to pretty much it will, the only thing left to do was do the Paul Mitchell team. Yeah. You know, and, and I love Paul Mitchell. I will never say anything bad about Paul Mitchell at all. I love Paul Mitchell to death. It's always been a goal of mine when I first started martial arts. because That again, was everyone's goal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was everyone's goal. You saw all the OGs. Yeah. And if you were worth something, if you were, dope, like, even as a spar, if you were a good fighter at the time, you were a Paul Mitchell. Yeah. You know, there was a caliber of respect that you gained from being amongst that group of elite martial artists of this art. Totally. So, and, you know, even a lot of those guys, to me, were on that team, paved the way in the tricking world. Yeah. So aside from just the martial arts world, they were doing stuff in the tricking world, too. So for me, I was like, man, that's the... If you were on the best of both worlds of that, that's pretty... I mean, you know, I love Jimmy Pham. Jimmy Pham, to me, was like the man, bro. Yeah. yeah. Suave to the the T, dog. Yeah, he... He just had a stage presence about him, and that's, that's kind of why I wanted to emulate people like, oh, you know, you don't look, it looks like it floats so much, or, you know, you, it's, it was almost a curse. So, like, when you're competing against someone like Marcel Jones, for a chance, you know, yeah. that guy's brat, he's harsh, he's, he's raw, you know, he's hitting hard. And then you got someone like me that's a little more finessed. People tend to go about the martial art route and loved his style. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I don't blame them because totally, it's true. totally. So that's why it was definitely one of those things, man. It's like seeing, all right, well, those generations and with that style of your approach, it, it all relies on your look. And that's why I, I stuck with a lot of the kicks. I stuck with a lot of the lines and the movement. Okay. So it, it's definitely, uh, Joe helped me really market myself. He put myself out there. He helped me get my feet under the ground and, put my, and get out there in the competition world. And through that, you know, going to Paul Mitchell, they thankfully did so much great things for me Uh, They definitely supported me in a lot of ways and helped me branch out and do team forms, which I had never done. Yeah, yeah. You know, originally I started off doing, um, you know, internal power, team intensity. I was doing a demo team. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, and that's kind of how I started in reality. Totally. And then, uh, you know, now I'm finding myself in team forms where I've, I've had to, do forms all by myself, and now I'm having to, uh, teammate, have a teammate. Yeah, yeah. And move the same and have the same mentality and creative process and it was uh, definitely of, a, of its own perspective is of a challenge in its own yeah so it was cool to let them um give me that opportunity as well to to go that route expand the anything else i could do in my career but unfortunately after some time pretty much short after that i started doing the biz yes i already had the bug man like quite honestly doing do uh, through doing the industry anyway uh martial arts you know like the ogs they left they left to go do it too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that was always been a bug. I've always been a fan of film. Um, and to see them go. And I was like, man, I got to try this now. while I'm young. I can't wait too long yeah. and definitely like regret it. So I was like, all right, let's try it. Turned yeah. around. And what was your first job? My first job, bro, was probably something you gave me. <laughs> it was, uh, you know what it was, it was the, uh, uh, what it was it for that, uh, thousand ways to die oh my god thousand yes. Ways to yes yeah. that's what it was man
1: holy crap
0: yes bro and yeah, that's why yeah. again i will Spike always TV, yeah. yes brother that's oh, why i'll boy. always freaking remember
1: that and always that's be grateful crazy, to you bro crazy bro yeah i remember i did a couple of those episodes too way back it's yeah crazy. and
0: that's why you were like man yeah. you had probably some other things going on yeah. so much at the time you're like yeah all right i know mark's you know he just moved here yeah. he's probably looking for anything at this point totally and you're like hey bro you want to do this thing i was like fuck yeah absolutely yes. hell yeah
1: no way that's crazy dog yeah
0: man so yeah and that was, that was the start of everything for me, man. Yeah. I was like, man, all right, cool. This is what it's like. I started learning the ropes. You yeah. were definitely a good mentor and telling me what to do, what to really, how to really get your name out there. Yeah. So yeah, man, I mean, flash forward since then, here we are, we're doing this Pretty thing now. Easy. We, you know, life changes so fast. I mean, yeah. even as we're talking in the timeline of tricking, yeah, so yeah. it's, it's definitely a wild thing to see, man, the longer and you're in it and. Quite honestly, fast forward now, I've, I've been in this industry for a long now, time know, now, right? too.
1: For a long time, yeah. So
0: it, it's crazy how much we did the tricking side of our lives and then now the industry side of our lives. And it's it's it's
1: all felt like a, a flurry, man. Crazy. Yeah, bro. And so, I hope it doesn't slow down. <laughs> like dating back to your martial arts career, what is there a tournament that you're most proud of or an achievement that you're most proud of over the whole course of it? I would honestly say for me, one of them for sure is Diamond Nationals
0: because that's at the time for even our OGs that was kind of the super bowl yeah. of of our circuit. So if yeah, you got yeah. a diamond ring from Diamond Nationals yeah. you you meant you did everything and not only just that tournament but the year. Yeah, yeah. Cuz it was also like a thing amongst your community uh your all together points of the season. Yeah, yeah. So for me that was definitely one that you know if I won that that would definitely be a, a notch on the belt. Okay. Like, all right, man, that, that's a chapter you can close of your, your bucket list wow. alongside with Paul Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, aside from that, too, was uh, the Warrior Cup.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, AKA
0: Warrior and Cup. AKA, yeah, man, just because it was such a unique trophy, Yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, too, they did it, the form style of it, almost fighter style. So it was elimination rounds. Oh, so wow. you would compete. As like, if you weren't registered with their circuit. Yeah, yeah. You would compete as a walk-in. Okay. To even qualify. Okay. You win that round, I think, I don't know, I can't, honestly can't remember. I feel bad if I fuck it up. But <laughs> it's like top three of that division, move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Then those three get to go against the, the normal guys. Okay. The members, the seated. Okay. Kind of like the NASCAR guys. Yeah, yeah. And then if you made it past that, then you got on stage. Then you go on stage and you go against everybody. Wow. And, you know, female, male, you know, you go against everybody. And then when you won that you then were the you way make it. and you got no the cup. Way. So for me that I like that. I was a big, like I said, man, I, I'm very, I was at, during my forms times growing up and really trying to make a name for myself. I was really competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, my dad would train. He's like, I want you to be able to do eight forms back to back full intensity. Eight forms. Eight forms That's bro. crazy. He wasn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. He was not playing. And honestly at the time, I, yeah, I, it was tough, but I really learned to embrace that, that challenge and kind of how it translates to everything we have to do now obviously pump and grind and stay in shape and yeah you know stay stay relevant. So for me it was definitely a a hard thing to be able to to learn how to gauge the two. Like all right work hard but also learn now as a family guy, cut back some time, hang out with the little man, yeah. do that stuff too. But yeah man.
1: Did you have the chance to do any other sports growing up or no? Honestly no. No that's karate, you know six right? days a yeah, yeah. week it's like,
0: man. No time, and that's why I wish. I wish like I did little things on the side. I actually there was a time where I was doing basketball. Okay, basketball was a thing, big thing for me, and I'm okay. actually seeing that a lot in my son now. He loves basketball, yes, yes. but basketball was a thing for me, and that was like, there was one point I almost quit martial, martial arts no way. to do basketball. No way. And my dad, being as funny as he is, he's he wasn't like, having that. I'll he. be honest, bro. You're gonna be five eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, let me go ahead and nip that in the butt for you yeah, right now, man. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, uh, he definitely told me, you know, you could do it if you want, but it's going to be a challenge, basically. Okay. I wouldn't advise it. You're good at martial arts. Crazy. Stick with martial arts. And, you know, I was a little hesitant. He brought me to U.S. Open. I was like, all right, I can stay. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. some good stuff to be done here. I think I could do this.
1: That's crazy, man. Yeah. So wild. And so, like, looking back on, like, your competition career at all, is there anything that you wish you would have? Achieved or were you satisfied with it? Because you, I was
0: honestly pretty satisfied. Yeah,
1: I only asked that because you competed to a really late age. Yeah, a lot of people nowadays hop out after the 1470s general division. I will agree. Yeah, don't even transition to the adults. That's also
0: true. I agree. Yeah, I, I, it definitely is a a bit of a generational gap Mm -hmm. between the uh, the adult generation now. But yeah, I mean, I stayed in it for a long time, man. I really, at the end of it, I did feel like I had done everything that I could have. Because quite honestly, even before the competitive goals that I had set, I had already traveled the world teaching tricking Yeah,
1: yeah. workshops, workshops. Think, yeah, thankfully,
0: yeah. you know, I was, I was blessed enough to be able to be a part of a generation and learn enough skill sets that, you know, thankfully I got to share it with the world. And that's honestly the, if at the end of the day, when I, when I look back on it, that's what I'm most excited about is that not only did I get to do a certain level of martial art and tricking, I actually got to travel the world yeah. and trying to share that with people. Just like, I'm sure you get a chance to yeah, too, you know? Yeah. And for me, that's, that's, that's goal one, man. Yeah, like that's yeah. at the end of the day, that feels a lot better than how much I make doing those things. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or any other materialistic goal for me, it's, it feels great to know that at the end of the day, I was able to try and bring it to thousands, Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's the goal, bro. And I, you know, I eventually, I don't want to stop teaching at all. I definitely think there will be some side of myself eventually that will still be in that ensen- essence of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still focused all, basically a lot on what I got to do now, but yeah, yeah I mean, when I left competitions, I knew it was it was time because again there was it was like a all right you've done that what's next yeah. just like I felt when I had got my black belt yeah, yeah it was like that all over again and thankfully this came about yeah you know this this this, this and you having giving opportunities it, and a lot of the other coordinators I've thankfully been able to work for totally. it definitely opened up a new challenge for myself that even to this day I. I don't even really see a cap. There's always something you could do in this job. Yeah,
1: for real. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And
0: that's honestly why I like it. I think I'm made for it. I definitely want to, I'm in this for a long haul. Um, I definitely want to stay in this industry as long as I can because it's, it's never got a cap to me. There's always something that you can master. So.
1: so comparative to the six days a week as a child, how many days a week are you training now? And having someone that had been tricking for, you know, over two decades, how yeah, is yeah. your body holding up?
0: That's funny, bro. It's true. I honestly, I still train. I train probably, you know, four or five days a week, if not six. But honestly, I just try to, I spend a lot of time with my kid. That's why I also try to incorporate my training with him as well. Okay. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, a lot of that time, if I'm not training, I'm just spending time with him. I'm just catching up with him and uh, hanging out with him around here and enjoying everything he's got going on. Me and him play basketball because he loves basketball. But um, aside from that, tricking in general, I'll be honest, I haven't had to do anything related to tricking and work that I've I've done lately. Yeah. There's been a few things here and there. Like, I'll trick my general stuff, obviously. Corks, Websters, Illusions, B-Twists, gainers, flash kicks, all the round-off stuff, even some groundwork. I'll still train, but I haven't really, like, tricked, tricked in a long while yeah. because, I've, and I've said this to some of the guys here, too, is because, you know, you have a skill set that gets you in the fo- in the door. Yeah. And you kind of make a name for yourself. But then after a while, too, there's other skill sets and, and, and facets that you need to to excel totally you know and you reach a certain level where you got to be more than just that tricker guy yeah 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 you know what i mean and and that's what i've honestly i've i'm starting to begin down that journey of being more multifaceted totally definitely not just that tricker guy i I definitely don't want to be known as just the tricker okay at the end of it all so for me i'll i'll still train you know tricking three days a week sometimes even two Um, I I definitely don't do it anywhere. (laughs) I honestly do it at my house by myself within my own lone wolf den. Yeah. But I mean, the body, it definitely has a recovery time. Okay. It's, it's the timing is, is still there for myself, but it's definitely a lot of the wear and tear and the recovery time of having done that move, let's say. Yeah. For like we said earlier, decades. Decades, yeah, yeah. In a way. So it's almost like your body after a while, it's like I guess like a pitcher's shoulder would throw out after yeah, a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you've done that like full speed, so many varieties of versions of it, just so many times, so many years, that it just your your body is almost like, Man, I'm gonna take my time to recover from this stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel good above all. Like thankfully I don't have any like major injuries, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. But Hopefully, that I can keep that going. But, you know, the usual stuff like that, like wear and tear, the recovery time, um, a lot of those little tweaks here and there. I am starting to get a little more back pain here and there. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, I think a lot of that, the reason why I also stay active is my son. I'm thankful to him that he, he keeps me busy. I'm that dad at the playground that plays with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll be running around the playground. We'll be playing tag, so I get to work on my parkour. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like stuff like that, thankfully, keeps me young. I mean, shoot, I don't run after them as long as I used to, yeah. but I mean, a lot of it is definitely, uh, he keeps me young in a sense of like, all right, you got to stay active. You got to stay flipping in a sense. You got to, because aside from even the film industry, I think it's a good aspect to stay young with him because he's going to enjoy Yeah, that side of Absolutely. me. And, you know, he's not going to have other friends that have dads that are probably going to do half thing. the things that I would do with him. So it's, it's cool, man. I, I definitely, I'm, ex- I'm interested to see what's going to happen past, a certain age for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's why I also, I think I'm on that road of, all right, what are you other than the tricker? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that, that chapter was a big chapter of your life, but you're done with that now in a sense, you know, like you've kind of been there, done that. What's next?
1: Do you still have your vertical sidekicks or how's your flexibility? I have
0: a somewhat vertical. It's definitely not as like (laughs) 180 as I is used to, but I can definitely do above head level. I still do it every day. I still train wall kicks every day, slow, oh. fast. I do uh, my, my point sparring drills where you slide and you kick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess back in our day, like machine gun kicks, yeah, they yeah, used to call yeah, them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I still do that stuff to stay. That Honestly, that style of training is what I do more so along with boxing. Yeah. along with Yeah. If I do stay rooted in martial arts, it's honestly stuff like that. Okay. You know, it's stuff that's martial arts, really everything else that's not tricking. Totally. Because to be honest, like we said earlier, I only had time for sport martial art. Yeah. So thankfully now that it, the job and, and the opportunity of time now gives me a chance to learn all these other martial arts, it feels great cuz again it fizzles that like, "Ay, hey, man, you you there's a new thing you can totally, learn." Yeah. It, it kind of makes me feel good to feel like a green belt or a blue belt again or you know, like just super super novice. Yeah. It feels good to just be in the unknown. So for me, between that and then everything with the film industry, it, it's a good place for me to be because I, I It never feels like I'm stopping. Yeah, yeah. And I love it, man. And that's uh, I stay rooted in martial arts. I still stay rooted in tricking. I have all my love for all that. But I guess I have just stepped away naturally because it just feels like there's other things I can do. Yeah, yeah. I'm worth more than that.
1: And then even though you stepped away, do you still keep up with the current scene? Do you see the stuff that's going on? I'll be honest, I don't. Unfortunately. Like, I
0: will occasionally. Like, I'll see stuff on Instagram. I'll see the viral stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. um, Which is dope.
0: Like, it's amazing. But I honestly, I, I couldn't name...
1: That's crazy. Five
0: people. Wow. If I had to.
1: Have you seen Say stuff?
0: I have. Okay. And he's amazing. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. I've, okay. I've definitely seen his His stuff doesn't go unnoticed in the world. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's not like I live under a rock when it comes to that world, but I guess just because of the way I, my mindset shifted towards film and its purpose, it's also taken that step away from that, yeah. I guess, in a mentality. But every now and then I do get curious and I'll watch. It's funny because I honestly, I, like, I love uh, watching like Valu and all those guys yeah. and um, like I'll, I'll watch a lot of those guys still in those generations because I, I still like their style.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think
0: those guys still also had unique styles in their totally. in their generation. So I not to say that these guys don't now, but I just, I honestly, it's almost so crazy that I'm almost like, man how do I compute all this stuff yeah, happening yeah. It's, it's at overload. once? Yeah, yeah, It's like, holy cow, these guys are throwing some bombs in one foul swoop yeah. as opposed to like in sequence in a way. Totally. So it's it's nuts, man. I, I definitely should keep up to par with more. But yeah, like I said, and unfortunately it's just so – I'm so directed and driven and trying to establish even my own footing in where I'm at now yeah. that it, it – I don't want to say it sounds counterproductive to go back to that mentality, but every now and then I just – I, t- I like to try and just stay focused on my new, my new ventures, totally. I guess you could totally.
1: say. So what is the the final goal now, like career-wise? Like, obviously, do you see a timeline as far as performing is concerned? Do you have aspirations of coordinating? Or do you yeah. do you just enjoy being in front of the camera?
0: I honestly do, man. It's funny. It, it's like I, I enjoyed being in front of the camera, I guess, on NASCA. And now I really enjoy it here where I'm at now. Like I did with James Young. Thankfully, he was Given me an opportunity with uh Danny Hernandez yeah. and Don Ty to, to do Grey Man yeah. with Danouche. And I that to me, that was one of the highlights of what I've gotten to do yet, because it really allowed me to do what I do in my movement and in style and portray even as someone that's slightly different than me and Danush. Totally. Um, so it was cool to have that feeling of having a say in a character, but also being grav like rooted in something and trying to find myself as a performer. Because I honestly think that's where I'm at now. I'm a good performer, but I feel like I still have places I want to find myself okay. Okay. as a performer. And I feel like as I do that, through the more stuff I do, and I'll, I'll start to get down that line eventually of, of, of standard as far as where I want to be. But coordinating does sound like something I do want to do. It is something I do want to do, but I'm invested in this industry so long haul that I feel like it's inevitable. Yeah. You know, and, I, and And I don't want to sound like it's naive or anything or shallow, but for me, it's just like if you're going to do this industry for real and you really want to do film, because again, that is a question. Totally. Everyone wants to do film, but you really want to do film. Yeah. You know, like when we get into it to a certain standard, that passion kind of goes away.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, just because we're so exposed to everything, totally. the back work that just everything that goes into it, it takes away from the performer side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the performer side of it. I don't want that side of it to, to do that to me yet.
1: I totally get it, bro. Aaron you know? Tony, my business partner, he, he, she hung on forever. I kept asking yeah, him, when, he are did great. Coordinate. when are you going to coordinate? He's yeah, like, bro. I don't want to yet. I love performing. Yeah,
0: yeah. bro. And I, I yeah. admire that. I really do because I, I feel the same. He's got a gift. We all have a gift yeah. in that sense of like the tricking world, the sport martial art, parkour, b-boy. We all have that physical gift that I think that if you don't almost live it out to, I don't want to say the end to where you're, you're having to be carried mm-hmm. off, totally. but like to the end of where you think you could honestly sit back within yourself and be like, all right, you know what? I feel like I've done a good amount. I, I think until I get to that point mentally, like I did in NASCA, I don't think I'll step back yet because I, I feel like there's so much out there, especially now. Like we see all the waves of yeah. new things coming out even now, you know, and all the stuff with that, that we can do with film now the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so a lot of that creativity can happen and I feel like I'd be missing out in that time where I could really create and be part of something like that. Totally. If I were to step back soon, you know, and I, again, like coordinating to me, I'm in this for the long haul everything after that i think honestly the end end game for me would be producer director obviously like okay. obviously a lot of the the head stuntman that are doing things now big things now yeah. um paving the way for all of us just like the guys paved the way for yeah, us in tricking yeah, it's yeah. like it, it's it cycles around and around and it depends on how you look at it and for me i, I know that that's the the end game for me okay. through what we're going to achieve starting with my physical yeah yeah you know cuz again at the end of the day those guys started with being known as being amazing stuntmen. Yeah, yeah. And for me, that's that's kind of where I want to start. I don't, it all has all its specifics underneath of that category, but for me being just at root, a good stuntman, and then branching out from there, I'm obviously stepping behind camera now too, trying to work on filming a lot more. Thankfully, uh, being in LA with all you guys, I got to do stuff with Vlad and Emmanuel and watch the indie world. Yeah, yeah. You know, and all those guys are doing great now. Malai and all that like- It's crazy. You know, Jimmy and all those guys are doing great. You know, and for me, that's definitely one of those things where that's also the route that obviously comes next. You know, all right, you're a great performer, but can you now step behind camera and make that picture happen? behind camera and shoot it like this. Is, is Georgia a forever home? I honestly don't know. Okay. I, I do love it here. I don't know if it's a forever home. To be quite honest with you, if I could be somewhere, it would be L.A. Really? Yeah, it oh, would okay. be L.A. Okay. I would come back. Um, I want to stay close to my son. Yeah. yeah. So I'd I have to stay rooted here for a little while. Yeah. But, you know, once he gets to a time where maybe I could be there or, you know, there's an opportunity where he could be there too, I think that's a route I would more so go. Uh, just because I do miss that vibe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I miss having that ability to wake up and you can make anything happen that day. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, you know, in our industry alone, you know what I mean. So I I honestly, I miss that vibe of feeling like you could, you could make something turn around. You can make your something for yourself in that industry. And it is out here too, but it's just different. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's (laughs) definitely starting to grow a lot here, and I'm, I'm happy for how much the industry has really flowed and you know flourished out here because you could go to certain click, uh, little areas here and start running the film industry, people. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's little, little little click areas where everybody's in the industry and you could be training at the park and run into someone else that's also a stuntman. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, totally. And that's, to me, when I first moved here even, it wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you told someone you were in film here, they're like, oh, okay, and they had no idea.
1: Now there's a whole film industry.
0: Now here, people yeah. get it. They're like, oh, yeah, there was some filming over across from my house the other day, shut down the street or something like that. It's, it's honestly, it's everywhere now. Yeah. It really has become really in- intertwined within the, uh, the culture here. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. I, I, I do love Atlanta. I don't necessarily want to say it's my forever home. Um, but it's not a bad place to grow up my kid as well. Totally. I love this, this place for Kyson. Uh, it definitely gives him a good opportunity to have some great education um, it definitely gives him good exposure to stuff, out, you know, that I wish LA could offer comfortably. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of that stuff I definitely love for now about it, and I'm since he's happy, I'm happy.
1: Okay, hell yeah, All right, hell yeah. And so this question I ask everyone: Where do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself ten years from now? Man, five years from now,
0: I'd say honestly, five years from now, I'd want to be a good fight coordinator for some very well something at least respectable yeah, yeah you know i don't want to say budget because that in reality that it's not really that doesn't matter yeah yeah totally. you know i just want to be a part of a uh, something as a fight coordinator that has some good value to it okay and i definitely want to do that and have, you know at that point hopefully um i'll even have five years of amazing fight credit yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, along yeah. those five years of waiting so and then 10 years from then honestly i would like to be a good second unit coordinator Okay. Yeah, I'd like to be again within that same respectable value of the next five years. Of you know, it doesn't have to be a, anything s- amazing of a film, but at least my line of work really displays the skill set that within that ten years of being a second court, second unit coordinator. Yeah, uh, I've learned and a lot and, and the right ways and the good things and there is some skill set to me that's aside from just being. A tricker yeah so hopefully by that time i'll definitely have some some stellar performances under my belt i'll at least fight fought coordinate uh fight coordinated something respectable and then within the next five years after that hopefully by the time my second unit i'll have something at least yeah good within then man yeah so we'll see brother yeah it's honestly that's what the thing about this line of work is too is that could all be 10-year timeline and that could happen in two
1: yeah. 100%. It could happen
0: in five. It could happen in 20. You yeah, just yeah. never know. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I kind of like it too, because it's not like I used to know. All right. I knew I'm going to on the, on Wednesday, I'm still going to go train. Yeah. All right. On Thursday it's, it's sword. And yeah, then, you yeah. know, it's just that breaks that thing. And I, I honestly, I like that. I like the fact that I may never know what, what I will be in, but I, at least I have those in place as far as like a Standard,
1: yeah, it's not a defined path at all, right? Yeah. Right,
0: so it's been fun, man. I I'll hopefully, uh, everything else hopefully soon we get to work on something together, man. Crazy because yeah. I don't think we've had that luxury yet, bro. So. Yeah, yeah, we've we been all the
1: time with some of my friends. I'm like, damn, we haven't worked together yet. It's crazy. yeah,
0: man, it's yeah. been, I mean. <clears throat> yeah it, I honestly can't Put a, a finger on yeah. Something that we've been able to But I'm sure at some point We will bro
1: Because it's either one or the other It's either A They need one Asian <laughs> Or it's like you There's these massive calls right. Where there's 50 of us Yep you know? Yep yeah, so That's it man It'll happen hopefully On one of those you know I know man
0: We'll see But hey Either way It'll be either Me hiring you yeah, Or you okay, hiring me yeah, <laughs> Which I'm
1: down for you know? Hell yeah man At this point in my career I tell people I'm like They're like What do you do Like I'm like I just want to do Cool shit with cool people That's it man I don't care That's What the it goal. is anymore Yeah I've. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've done a the lot of the way, things bro. that I, that I wanted to do, checked a lot of things off the bucket list. Um, not to say that I still don't have other goals, right? Right. Yeah. I'm just, whatever comes now, I'm just kind of stoked with it. Like I, uh, just let it all kind of come to me.
0: Yeah, man. And, and it's honestly, I'm the same way. To me, I'm like, that's I just want to do not only good stuff, and it doesn't have you Because even... I'll be, I tell people all the time,
1: sometimes the shit shows that I did yeah.
0: were freaking fun <laughs> yeah, because yeah. of the
1: people that were on it. That's the thing is if you're with the cool crew, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, like if you were... Sometimes, you know, maybe you had to lay dead for 12 hours, but at least you were with fun people. Like something about the group you were with yeah, yeah. made it fun. And honestly, I still think about some of those jobs to this day because yeah, I've had yeah. some jobs that are great, but I had a terrible time yeah, yeah, or same. it just
1: was a, a different vibe or I was alone. I felt alone. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know? So for me, it's, it's like, if you're doing this line of work, that should be above all pretty important,
1: man. Yeah.
0: Especially the more and more you get into it, the higher up you get, it gets super easy to get caught into that other side. Totally. And it, it's very weight bearing. It's exhausting. I've seen coordinators
1: age in like oh two cows. years. Yeah, same. What looks like same, bro. Yeah, it looks like a decade. Yeah,
0: I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you quality must be life, under a lot of stress. Yeah,
1: quality of life is important. That's something sure. that I've learned. I, I used to just put my head down, say yes to everything, and uh, I lost a lot of time. Yeah, man. The one thing you can't get back for absolutely I lost a lot of time where I was like, damn, bro. Like I half of my dog's life, I wasn't even in the same state. That's you know, yeah, and that's a trip. Know? Yeah, when you yeah.
0: really think about it, it's crazy because. You know that's a it's a life it's it's your life it's your relationship with it you know it's just an animal at the time, but at the root of it it's it's someone in your life it's yeah. it's something that you hold valuable totally you know so for when you really think about it in that time measurement, you're like, man, when I am on set for six months yeah. in some godforsaken place totally. I do want to at least be around yeah yeah good people yeah, or yeah. like a good energy at least so that i have some kind of saving grace. Yes, 100%. Cuz we know that, that we've been in those positions too where that that's honestly was a saving grace. There was just thankfully the homies were there. We could be miserable together. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, at least we'll be all right. Yeah. Cuz i i mean, i keeping your head above water is it gets hard, especially the higher up you get, the more you start being in control of things or not in control <laughs> of things in some ways. Yeah. So it's it's a tough industry to be in, man. It, it is fun, but it definitely has its its hardships. It can take its toll for yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying the day playing aspect now. I used to be a feature guy that would right. just be on runs and that was a blessing. Honestly I missed the money of that. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. But I like the, the somewhat normalcy now of like, oh hey, I'm off on a Tuesday. I could just like do some errands, right. like maybe run to the beach if I want to. Go, Absolutely. Go man. have lunch, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it
0: becomes hard to balance out your choices of, do you want to take that time off or do you want to excel?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%.
0: You know, and honestly, it's a tough gamble because quite it gets harder to choose between the two sometimes. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just that, or like, all right, do you want to do that job or are you going to miss out on some time with your son? Yeah, yeah. You know, and for me, that's that's kind of where I'm at in my age now and in my career is a lot of that as well. Is like, all right, I could take this great job. Yeah. But that means I'm going to be gone for 5 6 months yeah. from my son. And you know, I'm never going to get that back. He's at that age now where it's pretty crucial time. He's pretty crucial, yeah. you know, and he's very aware at his Exactly. Age. Yeah, yeah. Super aware. And for me that's I don't want him growing up thinking that I'm only just gone most of the time like like we say. So, yeah. we'll see, man. And that's why the trying to figure out that balance. That's the hardest part of this industry right now for me. Yeah, yeah. Is trying to to balance those two, so
1: Oh yeah, yeah man, dude! Super stoked to see where Thank you it again, goes, brother. Man, it's, it's been, been an it's, honor, man. It's so crazy to, to like I said, to look back on all these things, like watching videos of you before I even met you. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, we were like, like we mentioned at the start of it. Like, well, that's what's funny, bro. Yeah, when
0: I first met you, it felt like even though we had never physically met. Like we already, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We already kind of knew each other already.
1: It was funny. It's so weird. It's like a very small knit community. And we're, we're really blessed that we were at a time when, yeah, it was smaller knit, so to speak. Yeah. Where you did kind of like know certain people and even like, even in the early 2000s, like Even until yeah, the late like before everyone moved down and like between 2008 to 2012 to L.A. Yeah, it was really cool. Like we all kind of were taking off around the same time. And yeah, Trying man. to discover ourselves. And For sure, and that's the that's yeah. the key
0: thing. We were all just trying to discover. Yeah each other's routes yes it's like all right his road my road yeah like how do we make it through this maze man yeah. like what are we gonna do f- five years from now ten years from now <laughs> you know and, and even then dead, we yeah. thought we knew yeah so it's it's definitely been a heck of a journey bro and that's why now looking back on all of it i'm like man i'm grateful for any time yeah, yeah. we have together to totally. be quite honest with you because even these guys now there's some guys that i met in la oh, i'm sorry in atlanta here for the first time thankfully through the, the test of time they're getting Worked now like crazy yeah. in those days where even we were hanging out and training are gone. Are gone.
1: Yeah.
0: So it, it happens. It happens yeah. fast, man. It happens easy. So, yeah. I'm, I'm thanking you again. I'm grateful for, you know, taking the time to have me on here. And Dude, thank you. It was man. only a matter of time,
1: you know? Yeah. It took a couple of years, but we made it happen. Hey, baby. Better <laughs> late than never. That's yeah. always been my style. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> man, well, no, more than anything, man. Like I said, I appreciate you making the time to come down here. Of it's course. cool to like share your story and how integral you've been in the shrinking community and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool to watch you venture into this next stage of life as yeah, far as man. a stunt career, and uh, hopefully we'll get to work together soon.
0: So. Heck yeah, soon, baby.
1: Oh, yes. So, yeah, right, before we get out of here, can you look into this camera and tell people where they can stay up to date with you, your personal journey, everything you got going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can honestly catch me on Instagram, official Um Other than that, I don't really have any websites or anything like that, but Facebook as well, at marcononizato.
1: Hell yes. With that being said, guys, please be sure to hit that like button, comment, subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for jam breakdowns and every Friday for a brand new Jamcast interviewing influential members of the movement community, like Mr. Mark Caninizado himself. Yeah, so funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, guys, getting one more very special shout out. Thanks for coming through, dog. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Us. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. And as always, guys, coming at you, coming through. I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Till next time, we'll see you all soon. Peace. <laughs>